Hey there, fabulous teacher. Have you been wondering how to make writing time in your classroom more effective for your students? Do you want your students to love writing time? If so, I think it's time for you and I to start transforming your writing instruction. I'm Melissa Morrison, and I have a passion for helping teachers to feel confident in teaching writing and help them grow successful writers. I've worked with numerous teachers to guide them through this transformation, and in this podcast, I bring you the practical strategies you need to make writing the best time of your day. Let's get going. Hello there, fabulous writing teacher, and thanks for being with me today. Um, I'm going to be talking about mentor text. And it should be a pretty short episode again today. Um, But before I start, I wanted to ask you a favor, maybe even two favors. So I would love this podcast to be able to reach even more teachers to help them create that classroom full of writers who are just growing and flourishing and enjoying writing time. And um, really so that you, the teacher, can enjoy writing time too. And so my favors are this. I would ask that if you're listening to this on iTunes, that you scroll down a little bit on the show notes page or the show page and you find where it says write and review and go ahead and give me a rating and maybe even a little review if you have a second to do that. And if you're on Spotify, you can um, go on to at the very top of the page, there will be three little dots down around like the title and it'll have a place where you can rate as well. And this will really just help to get it out there a little bit more. And then my second favor is that you share with a friend, a colleague that would be helped um, by this podcast, someone you think would enjoy it. If you could share it with them, I would just be forever grateful. So thank you so much. Okay, so let's talk about mentor text. The reason mentor texts are so important is because they are a way to be able to demonstrate or show students techniques in writing. Um, And not only writing, reading. Obviously, they can be used for reading as well. And you can even do it at the same time. um, Use the same mentor text for the same um, strategy that you want to be talking about in reading and in writing, which can save you a lot of time. Um, But mentor texts are any text that is going to show students what you want to show them. I mean, really, a mentor text is can be any text. So meaning it could be a student-written piece. It could be a picture book. It could be a novel. It could be a speech. It could be an article. It could be a um, an ad. So anything that's a piece of writing you can use as a mentor text. And um, unless it's really short, like a sign or a short poem even, um, but even then you you want to have read um, this book or this text to your students ahead of time so that they're not just, um, I mean, unless you really want to like grab their attention with something and you want it to be um, for the first time, if you think it can work like, like that, that's fine. But for the most part, you want it to be something that has been read already. So it could have been a read aloud that was really just more for enjoyment, or it could have been a planned out intentional read aloud um, that you've already done. And that way the students are familiar with the book. And then when you go to use it as a mentor text, what happens is you're not using the entire book. You're only using the portions that are Um, helpful for the strategy that you're trying to show them at that time. And so that's why, for one thing, you want it to be have have been read before, because if you just kind of show them a piece of the book, they're going to be really curious as to what happened um, in the other parts of the book. Um, You know, it's like I said, it's possible. But for the most part, especially if it's a longer text, you want it to have been read ahead of time. 
And a mentor text can also be used several times for a different strategy because you can be using the same part of the book or a different part of the book. Um, the more you use a book, the more purposeful it seems to them. So I think that's actually a really great thing to do. So um, in order to, to talk about it, I think I'm just going to share um, a book that I have. I'm not going to read the whole thing to you. So I guess I'm breaking my own, <laughs> breaking my own rule here. Um, but you can go find it and read it first if you would like. But I'm just going to share a couple of pages and how I'm um, just kind of show how I would use this in a mini lesson in order to demonstrate a strategy to students. So mentor text in writing for writing can be used for any strand of writing. So it could be for structure and organization. It could be for word choice, um, mechanics, elaboration, um, you know, the lead or the ending, it just anything you want to teach, you can show it in a text because if they're going to write it, then they should be able to see it somewhere else. Of course, you want to be picking a text that is on um, or maybe slightly above the student's level. But if you've read it ahead of time, then therefore that helps with any, um, I mean, a lot of times, especially in the lower grades, it's going to be books that they might not be able to read on their own, but you can still show them a lot of things with it, but you want it to be, um, you know, purposeful and um, a good book for the reading level. So the book I am going to use today when talking about mentor text and giving you some examples is called The Day You Begin. It's written by Jacqueline Woodson and illustrated by Rafael Lopez. And it's a beautiful book. Um, it can be used in the beginning of the year to really kind of build classroom community, um, but at any time. And it just has very beautiful illustrations. They're really neat, actually. And um, it's just a really great book. It has very descriptive language in it, um, some great vocabulary as well, which is also really important for read-alouds. So it's a pretty short book. You can certainly do this read-aloud in one sitting. And then when you go to use it again, um, there's just so many things you can pull from it. So today what I'm going to pull from it is leads or um, introductions. And then what was the other thing? Oh, um, figurative language, which will be a comparison. And so I am thinking of this as like a third grade mini lesson. I was going to say fourth grade, but I'm hoping at that time not so much. So maybe even second grade. Yeah, I would say second or third grade. I think I've read it before as a read aloud to a third grade classroom. So I, the first mini lesson um, or the first lesson I will kind of show you by using this mentor text is that of leads or introductions. So the teaching point could be something like um, today I'm going to show you how writers can use an introduction that really hooks the readers by hitting their emotions. So this book, The Day You Begin, starts with a little girl who is coming into a new classroom. And she, on the very first page, you see her opening the door and just kind of peeking her head in to the class. And that's all you see. You don't, you don't see anyone else. You just see her looking. And then it says, there will be times when you walk into a room and no one there is quite like you. And that's all you see on the page. And I don't know how you feel as you, as you hear that, but I think it just packs a powerful punch. One sentence saying there will be a time when this happens. And I think everyone 
will, I think even second and third graders, most of them will be able to think like, hmm, I've had that time. And even if they don't feel like no one is quite like them, it might be this feeling of like not fitting in or awkwardness. And so again, we've read this book before. The students know what the book is all about. And the book is all about a student who comes in and she feels very different. Um, and actually it shows a few different students. Um, who are feeling different and it explains her story and why she feels different and then at the end it kind of shows how she comes about to still share and then feels a little bit more included in her classroom community and so they know what happens right and now we can just kind of focus on this and when i tell them um so I just wanted to read that to you, but I would say to them after the teaching point, let me show you what I mean. We have read this book, The Day You Begin, and we know all about what happens with this student as she comes into her classroom and doesn't feel like a part of the classroom. And we know that's what's going to happen in the story. But the, the writer really chose one specific way to begin the story. And I want to show you how, first of all, there's only one sentence on this page and the page is blank. It, there's no other pictures on the page. And so there's nothing else for us to focus on except for the opposite side of, of the opposite page on the left where the little girl is peeking in. So we know we're talking about her and how she came into this room and felt that way. But then that's the only thing we're really concentrating on. And so we know it's all about her feeling like there's no one like her. So we don't need to see anyone else in the picture yet. So that's really powerful. But also just the fact that this writer has just said this one sentence and right away saying this is exactly what this book is about right she feels like no one is like her and we're saying that right up in the front so when i hear that sentence i kind of automatically know what the book is about but it also just makes me really interested to hear what's going to happen next so then I might transition into, you know, showing them how I would write a beginning for my story and do a little bit of modeled writing with them to demonstrate it even further. So the mentor text part was actually very short. I'm going to do another one. Let me first just read you a couple of pages and the second page is what has the part that we're going to be talking about. So I just want you to kind of hear it ahead of time. So on the um, page I'm going to read first, there is the um, playground and lots of students are playing outside and all together. And on the opposite page, there's a boy standing far away from them, kind of looking back at them all by himself. And it says, there will be times when the world feels like a place that you're standing all the way outside of dot, dot, dot. And then on the next page, he's looking down at his reflection in the water and it says, all that stands beside you is your own brave self, steady as steel and ready, even though you don't yet know what you're ready for. Oh, such a beautiful book. You need to get this one if you don't have it the day you begin. Um, and so in this one, I'm going to be talking about word choice, but specifically using comparison. So my teaching point might say something like, Today, I'm going to teach you how writers can use something called a comparison in order to make their writing more interesting and to explain things a little bit better to their readers. Let me show you what I mean. 
So then I would move on to use the mentor text. I might read exactly those two parts just to kind of get them into what we're doing. And then I would say, so in this part, I want you to listen and listen for what sounds like they might be comparing something, um, but to really help you kind of see it or understand it better. So he says, and all that stands beside you is your own brave self, steady as steel and ready, even though you don't yet know what you're ready for. Um, so I hope you heard steady as steel. When I think about that, um, the word steady, first of all, we might need to talk about a little bit, but steady means you're just, you're standing still and you're not going to be moved, right? And then steady as steel. Hmm, well, steel is this strong metal. It's used to build buildings. It's used in those cranes that can, um, you know, lift things in construction work. It's really, really strong and obviously very steady. It's not going to move. If you're building a building with steel, you're going to make sure it's not going to move. So the writer chose to write this comparison, steady as steel. So he's comparing it to steel, saying you are as steady as steel because it is so steady, right? And when he says that, First of all, it's um, a very just interesting way to say something. It can kind of grab your attention. It's not as bland as saying, you know, um, your own brave self, really ready, right? That's kind of boring. But steady as steel makes it a lot more interesting. And then it really puts a picture in your, in your mind of being strong and immovable because of what they're saying. So they use that comparison to really help that. And then again, I might move on to going into a piece of writing of my own and showing them how I could add a comparison to really help explain something that I'm trying to explain to my writer. Hopefully just those two examples gives you a better, a bit of an idea of how you're able to use a mentor text to teach some writing strategies. Um, it's nothing, you know, crazy. It doesn't have to be a huge portion of the book. Um, if there were, and there probably is another metaphor in the book, and I could probably I could share that too. Um, if you think they need more than one example, but again, I might have also moved into my own modeled writing and then demonstrated it myself. But it's really great to use mentor text because the more you can connect them to other text, you know, other writing that's been done. Um, and again, you can use this as something that you're teaching and reading as well. You know, how do we understand metaphors or comparisons um, or any other thing that you're trying to teach in writing? You can also teach in reading. But hopefully that was very helpful for you. And um, if you you know, if there are other questions that you still have about mentor text, you can let me know and I see, I'll see if there's um, something I can do in another podcast. But like I said, this is short and sweet. Um, but what I wanted to do is ask you to let me know what questions you have in general about writing instruction. I know there's still some summertime left for some of us. Um, but when I come back in August, I'm going to take a little break. And when I come back in August, I will um, be happy to answer any questions that you have. So there are um, places on the podcast where you can do a question, you can answer a question. Um, and even if it says what was most helpful for you, you can still say, I would love to have this question answered. You can also reach out to me on Instagram or email um, melissa at teachingtotransform.com with the little dashes in between to let me know questions you have. I would love to put them on the podcast for you. I hope you're enjoying your summer and I will talk to you soon. Hello. 
Hello again, writing teacher. I am so glad that you are listening. And if you do enjoy the podcast, if you wouldn't mind taking a moment, wherever it is that you do listen, to go ahead and do a review and let people know what's so great about it. I would love for more teachers to be able to get some learning about writing from this podcast. And if you're interested in any further information, you can find me in a couple of places. One is YouTube, Melissa Morrison. I have a lot of videos there for you to to help you with writing instruction. And then also on Facebook, I have a Facebook page, Teaching to Transform LLC, and a Facebook group where you can learn more from me and chat with other teachers. It is called Transform Writing K-8, through and I would love to see you there. Have a great day.